Welcome everyone to our uh, briefing today. Good morning. We have uh, a number of updates to share and we will start with updates from public health, um, our clerk's office, and then our child care section. And so today we'll start with Kate Austin Stanford from public health. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Kate Austin Stanford. I use she, her, hers pronouns, um, and I am the operations director for Public Health Madison, Dane County. I have a few updates today regarding data, the flu shots, and this upcoming Labor Day weekend that I would like to share. So, regarding data um, in the COVID 19 response, our average number of cases per day for August 11th through August 24th was 41. As of last Thursday, 516 of the 577 people who tested positive have been fully interviewed. And of those, 38% reported attending a gathering or party with people outside of their household. 53% identified the likely source of infection as a close contact or other lab confirmed or another lab confirmed COVID-19 case. 80 of those or 16% were associated with a cluster 28 from workplaces, 17 from congregate facilities, 11 from childcare facilities, 10 from bars and restaurants, six from healthcare settings, such as home health or hospitals, three from sports teams, three from college-aged housing, and two from other clusters. A new data snapshot will be released this afternoon. And as always, you can see our latest data snapshots and access our data dashboard, which is updated daily on our website. Regarding the flu shot, this year it is more important than ever to get your flu shot and to get it early. There is not a vaccine yet for COVID, but there is for the flu. Getting both viruses at the same time could make you very sick. CDC recommends everyone six months of age and older should get a flu vaccine. School may be virtual for most students, but kids still need their shots, including the flu shot. Just because they aren't in a classroom with others doesn't mean they can't be exposed to viruses that could make them really sick. We offer free childhood vaccine, including the flu vaccine, to uninsured children 18 years and younger. Vaccines are offered several times a month at our South Madison Clinic. And to make an appointment, please call 608-266-4821. The coughing associated with the flu could increase the spread of COVID. Both flu and COVID are spread from droplets that are made when someone coughs or sneezes. And these droplets can land in the nose or mouth of someone within about six feet. The good news is that what is good for prevention for COVID is good prevention for flu. Stay home when you can, attend work, uh, events and other gatherings virtually if possible. Stay home when you're sick and stay away from others who are sick. Cover coughs and sneezes with your elbow or a tissue. Wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Clean frequently touched objects and surfaces often. Stay at least six feet from people who you don't live with and please remember to wear a face covering. 
Regarding Labor Day, with this long holiday weekend coming up, we want to remind everyone to make good choices. Our success as a community in fighting COVID depends on our collective actions. Right now, nearly four in 10 people with COVID tell us they've recently attended a party or a gathering. And while it's still best to stay home as much as possible, if you are going to get together with others, please don't party hop all weekend. Keep it to one small get together and follow a few of these other tips. Keep it small and in your bubble. The less people you interact with, the better. Have everyone agree to socialize with the same small group. Communicate. Ask each other how you'll reduce risk and work out details ahead of time. Speak up if something isn't going according to plan. Take it outside. It's less risky getting together outdoors. If you have to be indoors, be sure to open the windows, doors, and wear masks. And finally, don't share food and drink. It's best to ask everyone to bring their own food and drinks. And at the very least, don't congregate at the serving table. Have everyone mask up, clean their hands, and get what they need in shifts uh, of household groups. Those and additional um, some tips for ahead of the weekend are available on our social media accounts, and we encourage you to follow those accounts. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Next, we'll hear from our city clerk, Mary Beth Witzel-Bell, with updates about our upcoming election. Good morning. We will be working on mailing out about 80,000 absentee ballots next week and the following week. So they'll be in the mail by September 17th. We would recommend that voters call us if they have a request on file and have not received their ballot in the mail by September 24th, because it can take up to a week for the ballot to travel through the mail. The state has sent out a mailer about absentee voting and they sent it to people who didn't have a request on file at some point in June. So there are a lot of people who have requested an absentee ballot, but they received a mailing from the state. That doesn't mean there was a problem with your request. You can verify the status of your absentee request if you go to myvote.wi.gov. And we are hearing from a lot of voters who are concerned about whether they should mail back their ballot to the clerk's office and are looking for options for dropping off their ballots. So on Saturday, September 26th, and on Saturday, October 3rd, we will have poll workers in every community park, neighborhood park, and mini park in Madison. That's a total of 206 parks. They will be able to accept the delivery of absentee ballots. They can serve as a witness as needed, and they will also offer this as a uh, voter registration drive for anybody who still needs to register to vote. If we have bad weather on either of those Saturdays, the rain date will be the very next day on Sunday. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Beth, and thanks to the clerk's office for everything you're doing to make the November election accessible to as many people as possible. Next, we have Coral Manning from our child care unit with some updates on child care.
Good morning. Since the beginning of COVID, the City of Madison's Community Development Division has worked collaboratively with our government agency partners to respond to the changing conditions affecting childcare programs and the families whose children attend them. We've also worked hand in hand with our community partners to do what we can to help childcare programs reopen and operate safely under COVID. We helped facilitate the creation of emergency childcare facilities for essential workers early in the pandemic. We distributed masks, hand sanitizer, and thermometers when they were hard to come by. We created guidance documents with the help of public health to give childcare a way to move forward and provide the invaluable service that they provide to our community. We've been nimble and tried to respond to the needs of childcare so that they could be in operation to meet the needs of the community. Currently, 85% of childcare facilities in Madison are back open and more st still will be open next week as the school year starts virtually. We know that virtual instruction presents unique challenges to families, especially those with limited means or other barriers to success. To alleviate some of that burden, MMSD has generously provided childcare in 16 of their elementary schools and at the Allied Learning Center. They've also allowed licensed community childcare providers to use their spaces and provide care in another 13 district buildings. Another 11 community organizations are providing in-person and virtual support for elementary age children. In total, we estimate that there will be nearly 1,800 slots for students in person, with a vast majority of those slots reserved for low-income families. While the district has the ability to, to subsidize the slots provided um, in their childcare programs provided through the Madison School Community Recreation, the community providers do not have that same funding source available. They, they cannot offset the cost of providing all day care to low income families in the same way. There remains a gap of about $500,000 between what we anticipate the cost of providing this care to low income families to be and what we have available. The city of Madison made $100,000 available to, feel, to fill some of this gap. And after making that funding announcement last week, we received over $200,000 in requests. To address the funding gap, we have partnered with MMSD and United Way of Dane County to create the Child Care Scholarship Fund at the United Way. Donations can be made by contacting the United Way directly or by visiting unitedwaydanecounty.org slash childcarefund. It is imperative that our business and philanthropic partners come to the table to help contribute to this community challenge and invest in our youngest residents so that we are doing all we can to mitigate the impact that virtual learning could have on our most vulnerable residents if they cannot access the supports that they need to be academically successful this year. Thank you. Thank you, Coral, and thanks to everyone on your team for everything you're doing to support families in our community. 
I have a number of updates to share uh, this morning, um, starting with uh, an update from the City Council meeting on Tuesday and I guess Wednesday morning. Um, the City Council did pass uh, an independent police monitor position and a civilian oversight board and that passage is a milestone for our city and our state. I hope that this long-awaited effort will result in the transparency that our community is asking for and contribute to greater community confidence and trust in our police department. The application process for the at-large nominations of four seats on the Civilian Oversight Board is now open. The deadline for submitting nominations or self-nominations is Friday, September 16th. Um, the mission of the Civilian Oversight Board is to provide within the City of Madison a body that is independent from the Madison Police Department to review and make recommendations regarding police discipline, use of force, and other policies and activities, including rules, hiring, training, community relations, and the complaint process. I encourage a broad diversity of people to apply for positions on this board, both through the nominating organizations and for the at-large seats. And you can find information about the nomination process at the City Council's website. This week, I also released the 2021 Executive Capital Budget and the Five-Year Capital Improvement Plan. Uh, the capital budget and the operating budget, which will be released in October, comprise the full budget proposal for 2021. In the capital budget and the capital improvement plan, I have outlined a five-year plan to increase funding for affordable housing and homeownership to those who need assistance the most, to advance equity in business ownership, improve our transit system, and uh, create investments in solar energy and solar jobs, among other priorities. We're just at the beginning of understanding how the COVID-19 pandemic will impact our financial situation in the city of Madison for years to come. Um, but even in the midst of this challenging budget situation, we have to find ways to build the Madison that we want, not just the Madison that we've always had. And my capital budget is a step towards doing that. Uh, update on our partners at UW-Madison. They have started the fall semester and we are very aware that decisions made on campus affect the rest of our community. Even though public health, Madison and Dane County has limited authority over state agencies like the UW, the UW Smart Restart Plan does incorporate many of the public health, Madison and Dane County requirements and recommendations. It's my hope that students and faculty and UW staff will follow these guidelines to keep our entire community safe. By both local and state order, um, students, staff, and faculty, whether in a classroom, in a dorm, or in a business, must wear face coverings and practice physical distancing. Uh, in June, Public Health ordered all bars closed to indoor patrons, including bars around the UW campus. Uh, UW fraternities and sororities are taking steps prohibiting social gatherings and events that include alcohol and have pledged to follow public health guidelines and we will hold them to that. Violations of the guidelines will be sanctioned both by UW-Madison and the City of Madison. Off-campus parties are prohibited under the public health orders. 
Last week, the UW released a dashboard to provide information to the public about the results of COVID testing among students, staff, and faculty that complements the Public Health Madison-Dane County data dashboard uh, and is available on the UW website. Uh, more on partnerships, the city and county continue to work together through the Criminal Justice Council to examine an alternative crisis response team model for people experiencing behavioral health crises. Uh, this program would allow us to divert calls related to behavioral and mental health um, off of the police and to a mental health ambulance or cahoots-like model. And so stay tuned for more details. I'm really grateful for the county's partnership on this and I'm excited about uh, what a pilot will look like. I also wanna highlight that the Independent Police and Fire Commission is in the process of hiring our next police chief. And they are asking everyone to fill out a community input survey and to provide them with input in a number of different ways, including at their meetings or at special sessions where they're gathering input. And all information about this process and how you can have input into it is posted at cityofmadison.com slash PFC. I encourage you to visit that site and be involved in that process. Also at Tuesday's meeting, uh, the council approved the Small Business Equity and Recovery Program, which will support entrepreneurs of color as they recover from the pandemic and economic development staff will be rolling out the details of this program in the coming weeks. It is also included in my executive capital budget to extend this program through 2021 and beyond. Um, we're coming into a holiday weekend, so just a reminder that the Streets Division will not be picking up trash, recycling, brush, or large items on Monday, September 7th in observance of the Labor Day holiday. Uh, Drop-off sites will also be closed on Monday. If you have, uh, if your collection day is Monday, um, you should instead put your carts out on the curb for collection on Tuesday, September 8th. I also wanna highlight, uh, as I always do, a number of community resources. Uh, if you are in need, please access these resources. The city has a housing helpline uh, for folks who are homeless or in danger of losing their housing. That phone number is 608-264-0549. Again, 608-264-0549. And the email is housinginfo at cityofmadison.com housinginfo at cityofmadison.com. If you need to access food resources uh, or other resources in the community, please contact the United Way. You can call 211 or text your zip code to 898-211. Again, text your zip code to 898-211 to access resources. If you need uh, help with internet service, um, you can contact the Public Service Commission at 608-267-3595, 608-267-3595. And if you are, need help finding a child care provider, um, you can call a referral specialist from Community Coordinated Child Care at 608-216-7022. Again, for help finding a child care provider, 608-216-7022. These resources and more are posted at cityofmadison.com under the community resources link on the homepage. 
Now for some good news. The city of Madison has joined with Saris, which is a Madison area manufacturer of cycling accessories, to launch one of the first municipal pilots in the U.S. of an electric pedal assist cargo bicycle uh, for use in government work. We are testing these pedal assist cargo bikes in different departments and different jobs. Um, in a, I believe Parks is using them, I think Fleet is using them. And users are tracking their miles and uh, they're about uh, answering survey questions about their experience to see if we can use these vehicles um, ongoing in our day-to-day -day work as a city. And so this pilot will help us figure out um, how we can implement this in the longer term and how we can share this information with cities around the country. And also in the good news department, our engineering department has joined the parks department in using goats to manage vegetation. Residents may notice goats grazing on the Robin Parkway Greenway on the west side. Finally, I want to wish everyone a happy Labor Day and thank all of our excellent city workers uh, for the work that they have done this year under very, very challenging conditions. Um, I want to ask, I want to also honor all working people in our city and ask that everyone please observe Labor Day safely and carefully and wear your masks. All right, we will take a few questions now uh, for any of our speakers today. Thank you, Mayor. We are able to take two questions today, and those are for the city clerk. All right, right about. Morning, Mary Beth. Um, the first question for you is, what are creative ways the city is using to increase accessibility to absentee drop-off locations and voting in person? Where did the idea for democracy in the park events come from? Uh, well, the idea came because voters were very concerned about being able to return their ballot and we wanted to uh, make it easy and something that would be available in each neighborhood. So what is in basically every neighborhood in Madison? It's a park. And we reached out to the parks division and asked them, do you mind if we show up at every park uh, for two consecutive weekends and uh, conduct an event there? And they've been very supportive and helpful. And so uh, we then reached out to poll workers and asked if they would sign up for a shift and that has been going very well as well. So we are um, over halfway through filling our shifts for the Democracy in the Parks event and it's been less than a week that we've been working on it. Okay, and the next um, question for you says, the president encouraged people to try and vote in person after sending in their absentee ballots to test the system and make sure their vote counts if their absentee ballot gets lost in the mail. What message do you have for the public about the security of their absentee ballots and make, making sure election fraud doesn't happen in November? You can track the status of your absentee ballot on the MyVote website, myvote.wi.gov. You can see that the clerk's office has processed your request. You can see that the clerk's office has put it in the mail when we reach that point. Uh, there now is an intelligent barcode on each outgoing ballot that you can see an anticipated delivery date. 
and then you can check back to see that the clerk's office has received your ballot back in the mail to be counted at the polls on election day. And I, I just want to verify, did I hear correctly a suggestion that you try to vote at the polls after having voted absentee? Yeah, that's what the okay. president suggested. Uh, that would be a felony under Wisconsin law. Uh, once you return your absentee ballot to be counted, you cannot vote at the polling place without committing a felony. So if somebody were to try that, the poll workers would ask, did you return an absentee ballot to be counted? And if the answer is yes, they cannot give you a ballot. If the answer is no, they can give you a ballot, but then they will see your absentee as they're processing absentees, and that would be a felony that would, we would then refer over to the district attorney. Thank you so much, Mayor Beth. Mm -hmm. And um, those are the questions we have for today. Thank you, I just wanna, um uh, perhaps add to Mary Beth's answer there because um, she's a little too modest. The clerk's office has been doing incredible work to make sure that everyone uh, is able to vote in whatever manner, manner they feel is safest and most secure for them. So certainly you're able to request an absentee ballot. You can mail it back if you're comfortable with that. You can return it to one of the parks uh, when we do democracy in the parks. We will also be installing 14 ballot drop boxes across the city. You can bring your absentee ballot to an early voting location when those open. Um, you can also vote early in person. Uh, what we saw in August, which worked well and hopefully will work well in November as well, is a curbside voting option where you can drive up, staff will come to your car, you can vote in your car and your ballot will be counted. Uh, and we're working to do everything we can to make sure that the polls are open, staffed, stocked, and sanitized on election day um, so that it will be a safe experience for you to vote in person on election day if that's what you desire. Again, I think our clerk's office is doing an amazing job of making sure that we're running a safe and secure election in November. And I encourage everyone to register and to vote. Thank you.